2: Lee, it's, the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Come a tackle, take the defensive end if he's over. If he's not, he drives down the first man who's inside. He pull back and come in, Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. You're right by him and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, That's cuts inside. the YN has the linebacker in, comes all the way around. So look at this play where we'll we're trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.
3: What's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. Going a little bit early tonight. Um, obviously, we mentioned it on Good Morning Lambo earlier today. Uh, got some family stuff planned this evening. So, just going to get this uh, this episode in a little bit early. I think Tim will appreciate that, too, man. Have, have the night off with the missus. How you doing,
4: buddy? Doing great, man. Happy to be here.
3: Good deal, man. Good deal. I know we got Carly in here. People, are, we should have a light crowd, I would imagine, because everybody's used to it, you know, going live 7 Central. She said, this one's at 5? Yes, it is, Carly. I apologize. Uh, blame Mandy. All right. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> Larry says, hey, Carly Ray." I don't know. Just happened to log in. Now everybody's finding out right now. We got Jennifer in here. We got Chad Inc. in the house. Um, yeah, so uh, he just confirmed there. Yeah, I, I thought I lost my mind there for a minute, Chad, that I might not have mentioned it, but evidently we did, so we're good to go. It might be a shorter episode. We'll see uh, how many file into the chat. If we get a lot of questions, a lot of chatter, we may go a little longer, but uh, for the most part, we're just going to kind of pick up where we left off from Good Morning Lambeau. Um, You know, we were we were kind of waiting on the uh, on the injury news to drop, and we got that right. We got our first injury report of the week, so we're excited about sharing that. But really, the big news of the day, Tim, as you know, you're well aware, man. Jordan Love, <laughs> Ryan Wood tweeted out the hard-hitting news from Jordan Love today. Quote, I don't listen to much Taylor Swift, and I'm just going to tell you right now, Tim, the Swifties are coming, my friend. They're on their <laughs> way. It's like a Wyatt Earp in Tombstone, right? You tell <laughs> them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? <laughs>
0: that's oh, that's man. about
3: to go down. What did you think of that? You had to be proud of your QB1, right?
4: Oh man, I thought it was fake at first when I first heard right. it until I, until I actually saw it. And it was, uh, we got the clip, right? Yeah. Give me the clip. Come on, I got to see the clip.
3: Let's see where it's at here. We we actually got this saved as a video drop, too, guys. So you might just randomly hear this from time to
4: time. I don't listen to much Taylor Swift. Um...
3: <laughs> Bro, just like me on, me on
4: yesterday's podcast, right?
3: Uh, yeah, really. No doubt. Um, I can't oh. name one song to be honest with you I'm trying to think I mean I remember when she burst on the scene as a country singer and it was like hey man she had a good voice this is cool you know young girl chasing her dream next thing you know she's on the pop charts I'm going what happened I thought she was country <laughs> funny how that happened but anyway uh yeah let's oh, see man. we got Doug in here now I got in
4: common with Jordan Love I and that's awesome I'm yeah. going to take him out for a daddy soda one of these days
3: man I'm telling you he uh he just keeps winning us over this dude all he does is <laughs> As they say in the streets, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. Ain't that what they say, Tim? Did I say that right?
4: Oh, man, right on the money. Yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> I, I love it, man. J Money, another another reason to love Jordan Love. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to throw too much shade at, at Taylor Swift. You know, I just don't get the obsession hey. with her. I'm not going to hate on her. She's clearly talented, uh, clearly highly successful, you know, for a reason. So it's, it's not a, a, a knock on Taylor Swift. I just, you know, I'm – I don't get it, you know. I'm I'm with Jay Money. I don't listen to too much Taylor Swift.
0: I love it, man. Absolutely oh, man. love it.
3: Let's see. We got Brent X in here. I'm not sure what this comment means. Brent, he says, looking healthier and healthier, healthier, ready to go on a run. Oh, talking about the team. All right, got you. I'm always so uh, self conscious. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? What do you mean I'm looking healthier? Well, I'm looking fatter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> i a little extra weight over here. Um bleed green says good evening, Posse. Ready to talk some pack. Absolutely, man. Josh Martin coming in here scolding me, saying you're early today. Hey, Chris in the chat. Early bird gets the worm, but but the second mouse gets the cheese. You know what I'm saying, in? So look at this. Talk about early bird. Look who's in the house right here. My man, man.
0: Emilio. Emilio.
3: I need to know Emilio. First of all, let's give him the proper uh proper intro here. What? One. Where's it at? Where we got it.
4: Oh, oh there it is. We oh,
3: Emilio, my question for you, sir. How many Taylor Swift albums do you have on hand right now? Don't you lie to me. You're muted, man. Taylor Swift would be so upset right now. You're actually not muted. You just don't get the mic hooked up. Look, hey, we'll, we'll add a for you. I love Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift is great. Yeah, got
4: no <laughs> for target <laughs> practice or for uh, just to have her on the <laughs>
3: Target, man, you're gonna get the Swifties after us. You ain't careful. Hey, hey, I'm hi. watching
4: my followers disappear on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim's just followed by Swifties. That's all he's got.
3: I put a, I actually put a tweet out just a second ago, and I'm expecting to get so much hate. And that was the purpose, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, let's see what happens here. Let me, uh, let me share the screen here. I want you guys to see this. Hopefully, I can get it muted before it shows because it's going to be loud. But uh, I tweeted this one out just a second ago. Let me make sure it's muted, Are y'all ready? Let's hear it. Look what it says. Get the quote in the back. Live looking on the Swifties.
4: Oh man! (laughs) Yeah, for all you on the pod, you got to come look at the picture.
3: (laughs) It's basically if you guys are—I'm a big Shining fan. I love that movie, man. Just a classic, right? Um, You know, that's to me—that's how you make a scary movie, right? Mm -hmm. Put a little thought into it, not just gore and guts and a bunch of bad language. Um, just a really good movie. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's essentially uh, Jack Torrance, right, from The yep. Shining. Got that that look in his eye. And I said, live looking on the Swifties here. Um, I tell you, Emilio, it's going to get rough, man. Go get rough oh, out here yeah. in these Twitter streets if y'all ain't careful with these Swifties. They don't play games,
4: bro. Yeah, no, they really don't. And I'm wondering <laughs> if she's going to be at the game, you know. So,
3: yeah. If she's at the game, she's going to be up in the booth, right? She, there ain't no way she's coming down
4: in the bowl, is she, Tim? I don't know. Maybe the more, more we keep talking trash, maybe, she, <laughs> maybe she will. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I'm assuming they're going to bring her in, kind of a back door, uh, side entrance kind of deal, loading dock. Mm-hmm. You know, drive right in there, kind of deal. Right. Um, Bulletproof golf cart all the way up to the front door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh
4: man. I'm yeah.
3: out there shoveling snow if we get some snow coming in. You know, oh, there I mean? you go to work, bro. Make her earn that ticket. You know <laughs> know nah, on a serious note, though, that girl is so successful, bro. Oh,
4: yeah. Unbelievable. They
3: said she's a billionaire, right? Am I, am I understanding that correctly? She's now a billionaire? Did I hear that right?
4: I think so. I thought I saw a time lapse of, like, the way she just, like, just jumped from, like, you know, thousands to millions to hundreds of millions, like, throughout her age. So.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I bet. I bet what you have with Travis Kelsey, man. He's like, man, my knees are starting to hurt, dude. I'm getting rolling. <laughs> yeah. Let me go find me a sugar mama. You know what I'm saying? Somebody will take care of me as I get older here. Carson Caldwell in the chat said he might not listen to Taylor, but Taylor will listen to a lot of people saying Jordan's name after that domination that will happen on Sunday night. I like the way you're thinking there, Carson. Um, yeah. And then Josh Martin, of course, jumping in. We got Boz in the chat. We got everybody in here, man. What's up, guys? Um, Josh Martin says Clayton upsetting teens and thirties single men. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get me in trouble with the ladies tonight, dude. You better watch it, Josh.
4: Yeah, you know, man, you know, man. he's watching. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no doubt. Let's see. Uh, I like this too. Uh, Deadfish said that Jack Torrance look. That's uh, that's the that's the uh, the gray looking at Mahomes look. Gary, maybe Gary looking at yeah. Mahomes looks. What he means there for sure. Um,
4: yeah, you know, man. Have you seen some of the the behind the scenes from that movie? From The Shining, some oh of the- god, man! They put
3: what was the what was the lady's name? Tim,
4: I can't oh, remember the actress's. His wife, yeah, I can't remember her name. They um, put
3: her through so much hell, man. Like, tell yeah. them about it, man. What what did you get from the behind the scenes? I'm scene?
4: just what- Jack Nicholson, just locking in, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like in the background. Getting yeah, ladies, like never, never really leaving character. You know. By the way, this is now a film review uh, podcast. We're doing yeah. horror classics. Um, right. No, but yeah. uh, he just locked in. It's funny because you say Rashawn Gary because that's what I think of with him. Like, dude is just on all the time. Like the minute he steps out of his vehicle, you know, pulls in his parking spot, opens the door, it's like he's on. I'm sure he's probably chill and you know, super easy going at at home on his downtime, you know. But when it's time to suit up, man, he's he's ready to roll. So it's almost like you know, it's funny. I know he's we call him Bane Gary. That's his little nickname, but I mean, maybe maybe it should be Jack Torrance, or mm. <laughs> Sean Gary, because oh. oh. man Jack Nicholson was phenomenal in that movie. I, it's like sometimes you wonder if the guy was really acting. You know, I always joke like That's mm-hmm. the movie. No, he's <laughs> got a
3: little of that in him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Um, what I was thought you were going to refer to is the 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 lady who played the wife. They said that intentionally Stanley Kubrick and the rest of the staff mistreated her on purpose because they wanted her to feel isolated on the set. Right. So like she was wow. isolated at that hotel. And it's like it, it took a toll on her. It sounded like she right. broke down a couple of times. So Hollywood can be... Uh, I'm not a big Hollywood fan. I'll just leave it at that, man. It can mm-hmm. be a little sketchy out there sometimes. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, Sushi Bagel in the chat said they may have Taylor, but we've got Simone Biles. Huh?
2: It-
3: I'm I'm a- much, I'm
4: not, I don't listen too much to Taylor Swift. Um <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm saying all I want to say is Simone better get some FaceTime this weekend if that's the case. We we like champions here in Title Town, right? We'll, oh, we'll someone Simone that can bring the gold, the gold medals, you know. We'll take those over the platinum records all day, right? Let's go, Tim. Yeah, and
3: we're you know, we're all we're all talking crap here, but we know what's going to happen pre-game if she shows up. There's going to be a picture of Simone Biles with Taylor Swift and they're all going right. to be you know what I'm saying, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. A.J. <laughs> Dillon's wife will be with them and all that. We're over here trying to create a turf war, and it ain't going to happen. I'm just saying. But uh, we can – I don't know. We can uh, we can always hope, right? Um, Nick the Realtor says Mahomes is going to fumble. Uh, Motu, <laughs> motto. Motto. Yeah, Motto is what it was, wasn't it? May also cough it up if you guys haven't seen that. Is it a State Farm commercial? I yeah. Right?
4: yeah, State Farm. Yeah, once Rogers backed out of the State Farm, man, Pat Mahomes just ate it up. Yeah,
3: and you got Mr. Pfizer slid right in, didn't he? Yeah,
4: All right.
3: <laughs> I love that nickname too. By the way, Mr. Pfizer. All right, Carson Caldwell said I'm predicting two picks this week. Um, maybe Savage gets one in his return. I emoji. Play. Hey, we'll welcome it, man. You know we've uh, we've been very critical of Savage's play in the past, but I'm willing to bury the hatchet if he comes out and balls out after you know uh, nursing this injury back. I-, I have a hard time believing he's going to be. In great football shape, though, Tim, that's a long time to sit and not play ball, man, right?
4: Right. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, he's uh he's a veteran. He's experienced. Um, you know, he is a leader off the field as well. And in that locker room, um, I like to think that he's probably ready to go. But, you know, yeah, it's been a while. So there'll be uh, probably some some early game rust. Um, and, you know, hopefully a lot of these guys uh, coming back, you know, in general are just, you um, you know, able to make it through. Like I said, we got out of Detroit relatively unscathed. Hopefully that trend continues. We can keep getting healthier here as we try and uh, storm our way into the playoffs, you know? Yeah, for sure. Dead There you go. Dead fish. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. My head <laughs> hurt. It was like, like I held in the sneeze. I had to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: Doug in the chat says Savage better this year when healthy. Um, I, You know, it, to me it kind of feels like he plays better in the slot from what we've seen last year although he got benched at the safety position last year they put him in the slot then he got benched in the slot position there at the end of the season so um hopefully he could put it together man at least at least we'll be a little bit deeper right i think we would all agree with that you know savages is, is not a in my opinion he's not played up the up the first round standards but i think we would all agree he would be a very good backup in the league you know, a solid backup, at least with all that experience. Uh, Omer in the chat says, Mahomes will throw INTs. You make him one-dimensional with no run game and intense heat like they put on on the lines last week. They do that, they'll get INTs. Just make sure Kelsey stays covered at all times. It's going to be hard to cover Kelsey, Omar man. I like that game plan you're putting together, though, buddy. I really, really mm-hmm. do. Um, all right, let's do this. Let's talk about the injuries real quick. Um, we got a bunch of news that dropped earlier today. Obviously, the Jordan Love-Taylor Swift feud is most important. Actually, we had a couple signings here on the practice squad. Paul Brettle reported this on Twitter. Uh, Packers make the signings of James Robinson and Bo Melton to the practice squad officials. So just wanted to hit you guys with that, say all that's, uh, that's been signed into place. So you've got James Robinson on the practice squad at the halfback position. Of course, Bo Melton, been with the team for a while now. He's going to be on the practice squad as a receiver as well. So is there anything that that says there? Uh, Emilio does any anything under the surface you think man as far as okay you signed James Robinson to the practice squad you put Bo Melton there obviously you got some injuries at those positions we'll talk about in a second do you think there's do you think there's anything else to read deeper into there or is that just a couple guys out of the practice squad I'm
4: not sure I, I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's just a couple guys you know shuffling around I, I'm hoping it's you know uh, Wicks is better you know Wicks is feeling better and maybe we can get him you know a little bit more time out there with Heath and all that so I, I mean if they're going down, that's a good thing. I would assume for the you know for the roster as a fifty three, um, you know they got uh, more skilled, better players uh, on the fifty three than on that practice squad right now.
3: Definitely. Uh, Rob Demosky tweeted out the Packers short on skill guys again. Running backs Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon plus wide receiver Jaden Reed, who, if I understood correctly, had a chest injury inside the rehab group. Inside with the rehab group, so did Jair Alexander go inside, and then of course, he mentions James Robinson and Bo Melton as well. Uh, let me ask you guys, it's, he said Melon, it's actually Melton, okay? He's not not gelling like a melon, you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, Tim, Jaden Reed last week wasn't he on the injury report? Am I remembering right, man?
4: He he popped on for uh, I think it was a day or two, and was again, that a those, injury those, like, those were like fake the fake practice, you know, like the yeah, walk right. practice. practice. Yeah. Um, but he had some, he had chest, I believe it was the same thing, a chest injury. Now, I don't know if it helped he caught that absolute laser beam from, from Jordan <laughs> on Thanksgiving, that might not have helped the chest very much. be
3: the chest injury. Right. There it is. Um, so, it but,
4: you know, he's, you know, something we don't talk about a lot too is Jaden Reed's toughness. You know, that's another attribute you can add to his game. You know, he's clearly dealing with something, you know, that could be some kind of mus- muscular thing. Uh, you know, I don't have big uh pectoral muscles, so I don't even know what those <laughs> muscles look like. But uh i you know, there's a lot going on there. You know, who knows? And he's a receiver, right? So you're you're moving and right. this getting hit. You could you could strain something. So um, but I think, you know, just to kind of bounce back to the practice squad moves here, I kind of saw this coming, especially with Bo Melton. Um, and James Robinson was kind of a surprise because I thought maybe, you know, Aaron Jones was um, you know on the fast track and it's not, it doesn't look that way, but we see progress with him. I'm wondering if we're going to see even more shakeups as far as uh, a release and then a re-sign to the practice squad or guys moving up and down the depth chart. If, uh, you know, Stokes and Savage do in fact come back to the active roster, are we going to see another shuffle here uh, after uh, this weekend's game? So just uh, something to think about, but um, yeah, hopefully Jaden Reed is uh, nothing nothing serious. Uh, you can see a lot of guys on our team right now are kind of, they've got injuries that they're just kind of taking through this year. You got Quay Walker with the groin issue. Jair's had this shoulder issue now. Um, you know, don't even get me started on the stuff Devondre Campbell's dealing with. Um, take your pick, you know? So Jaden Reed, he's got a, it's got something going on in the chest, you know, hopefully he doesn't have a cracked rib or something, you know, those are things like you can't really do much for a broken rib, man, you know, other than like rest. (laughs) Yeah, and, and some tiling all three you know so um hopefully he's all right you know
1: hey one thing about it boys this receiving it's tough
3: no doubt about <laughs> it um let's see here uh, head murph dropped in to say hi tim he said go pack go posse made it taylor swift <laughs> just told me to tell tim i'm in the bleachers <laughs> Murph
4: is it. the man. I
0: love I
3: if, it. I wonder if these people actually know the lyrics. I wonder if Murph and these guys actually know the lyrics, or if they're if they're Googling just random lyrics right. so they can interject it. It was out of control earlier today, Emilio on Good Morning Lambo,
4: bro. They I it. Tim,
3: Tim had a vein bulging right here, bro. He was, he was <laughs> oh, I gotta
4: go back and watch it. I missed it. I was putting in the patio today. I completely missed it. Oh man, so you're
3: wasting your time out there trying to make a buck. We're in here. <laughs> ball, you know what I mean? You gotta get your priorities straight, bro. It yeah. is what it is. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jennifer Wright in the uh, in the comments says Savage, Owens, Ford the hardest hitters in the secondary. Here we go,
4: Jennifer. Get us back on football yeah. right away. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I love a good hit. Right back to the business. Let's go.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I liked what Anthony Johnson Jr. did too because he had a couple good pops there, Tim. Like that one we seen that I was like, don't get flagged right now, but um, obviously a legal hit. You put a couple of those on tape, yeah. You know, those receivers start to see that, like, okay, when I when I go across the middle and Savage's in number thirty six is playing free safety or he's playing that quarter on my side, let's uh, let's tuck them ribs in a little bit, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Or you you know you sometimes you're bracing for contact a little too early and then you're you're not even making the catch. Yeah, you know, I mean, you who know, remembers intimidation them. factor in your in your head? Not to say that that our our rookie uh, safety is you know Mr. Uh, intimidating yet. But like you said, it's on film. And, you know, these these offenses are going to have to account for that. Uh, And then, you know, like you said, Savage can be a savage when he wants to be right. He can get in there and ruin somebody's day. And, you know, J.O.'s a hard hitter, too. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how the back end of the defense kind of looks as we progress towards the end of the year with guys coming back, but go ahead, Emilio. What were you saying? No, I was just saying, I, you remember when Paul Mala was at safety and who didn't want to come across the middle? Oh, yep. uh, that You know, that changes a couple of routes. You know, you're not going to run your dig as hard. You're not going to run your slant as hard. You're not going to, you know, you, you, when you run that flag route, it's, eh, you know, am I about to get laid out as I, cause you, as a receiver, 80% of the time you're probably opening up your, your chest. Um, and uh, you know, having to put two hands on that ball. Yep. And uh, that opens up a nice window. Trust me, that's what I look for. I, I showed you. You know, you've seen it. We like to lay. We like to lay the lumber.
2: <laughs>
3: hey, you know, we but, need to show that one day. I need, to, oh, I need yeah. to send those back over to me, and we'll get those on the show. Yeah, we got we'll, video footage of of uh, of our boy over here, Emilio, laying people out. <laughs> On the uh, what? What is it? Is it lacrosse? Is that yeah, yeah it's lacrosse? Is there a difference between field hockey and lacrosse? You're going to get so mad yeah. at me asking. Oh no, so no yeah,
4: definitely. Field okay. hockey's played on the ground on grass. Lacrosse is basically played in the air, um, kind of like soccer-ish, but you're playing with sticks and throwing it around. But got it. Same idea.
3: Good deal, man. That's something I would never have the stamina to play. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I was a baseball player. I wasn't an athlete. Yeah. Okay.
4: So just keep that. In mind. <laughs> yeah choice gum or gum or uh, seeds clayton (laughs) oh for me um
3: during the game probably gum i honestly though i didn't i had a i had a hard time breathing i was one of those guys that when i was i remember one time i legged out a triple and about passed out because i held my (laughs) breath the whole way around the field like i was real bad about holding my breath when i was playing so when i chew gum it was just like no i'm a dumb hick man i can't chew gum and run the bases too right um (laughs) never was a big seed guy because they make me uh make me thirsty obviously I love them now when I'm not right. playing sports so yeah for me it was mainly just water dude just water yeah. dude. pissed off the entire time I played I was I was not a guy that you wanted to play against not that I was so good but man I'm telling you I, I just had a temper it was bad yeah. it's embarrassing is what it is but hey <laughs> it is what it is this is what you got um uh, O'Mare in the chat says Owens and or John and or Johnson jr deserved to play much more than Savage were three and0 when they started Omar, I thought the same thing earlier. And Tim, what do you think about that? man? I'm gonna get your take to Emilio. Are you guys a little nervous? Like, what if Savage is healthy? You pop him in there, all of a sudden we go back to making all these mental mistakes that have, that have really been minimized the last few weeks, man. Are you concerned with that, Tim?
1: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're gonna get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us.
4: A little.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a yes. That's definitely a yes.
4: Yeah, it's a yes. But I'm also uh, a little more confident in our, in our coach and our staff right now to make an adjustment if something's not right. Um, it seemed like earlier, earlier in the year, we were just kind of sticking guys out there and just, you know, we we really, we wanted to see what was going on too, you know, early in the season with this kind of new team, new look, you want to see who's gelling and what, what the right mixture of players and personnel is on the field. Um, but I really think that, uh, (laughs) yeah, I agree. Ant Johnson and, and, uh, J O deserve to, to play, you know, um, we all know about the money and I just wonder how much of that does carry over an influence into the actual game planning. Like, is there actual pressure coming from, you know, the higher ups or from the, from general management onto the coaching staff to, to play a guy because of a contract? I mean, I can understand it too, right? It's like, you know, at your job, if you get a big fat raise, <laughs> you know, and you, you hurt yourself on the job and then you were off for a while and came back. I, people would expect you to work right mm-hmm. um you're not going to put the you're not going to put the new guy out there that you're that you're still training so um i don't know i think uh if we're going strictly off of performance though this year absolutely you know that those That's would be cool. my two you already know i'm an anthony johnson jr fan so oh yeah same man All what i, I want to say to that is if if that is the case, if we're putting Savage out there and he's not performing, it better, the change better happen second quarter and it better right. be like, you know, you know, Yash and Walker or, you know, put, you know, Ryan Runyon sort of thing. We need to be able to pull the trigger on that during mid game for sure.
3: Yeah. Don't, don't be so scared to go to the hot hand, especially if things aren't working out. Right. I mean, like you got to, you got to be willing to admit, okay, this isn't working right now. Don't wait till the fourth quarter, to then make the pull. Right. Right. I mean, you, you're going to, again, man – I'm of the opinion if Savage is healthy, let him be a rotational guy. Let him play special teams. Let's keep doing what we're doing right now. And then if we come out and we get boat raced by the Chiefs, which we we would all agree that's a possibility, then maybe okay, let's put Savage in there see if we can trigger a little spark, right? But uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, Josh Martin with the super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. We appreciate you getting three to four yards on first down is key. Keep keeps the play action believable and uh, keeps them back from pinning from pinning their ears back. And teeing off on love. Um, I completely agree with that. Even if you're just, even if you're just averaging two to three yards a carry, you know, you, they've got to think that you're willing to do it, especially the stretch, especially the outside zone, right? Those are the the home run hitters. Um, you got to be willing to show that and get them to pull up on that play action. Cause if they start sitting back and they don't bite the play action, that can make for a long day. There's no doubt about it, Josh. I completely agree with that, man, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and again, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, Carson, Car- uh, Carson Caldwell uh, says in the chat, I just hope health doesn't hit us right at the playoffs like it did in 2021. I'd rather have a few games before to get in a rhythm. If not, then I say don't bother throwing guys out there, in my opinion. I think that's a fair a fair statement for sure. Um, let's see. Doug in the chat says, I think Jair um, has gone from neck to back to shoulder. No bueno. That's just wild, Tim. I mean, he, he, he's he, listen. He's not doing anything on purpose. Please don't take me the wrong way. But man, you give him, you throw the checkbook at him, right? You you break the bank. You make him the highest paid corner in the game when he signed his contract. And it just seems mm-hmm. like since then he's he's not reached that elite status again. At least according to PFF, I've showed you guys mistakes last year and this year on chalk talk where he's you know being too aggressive, biting underneath. That's another one that worries me, guys. Like the the, the defense has played pretty solid without Jair. And all right. of a sudden, now granted, the game he did play in between this injury stint, he played solid, didn't he, Tim? That was probably his best game in a while. It was right? Probably the
4: best game he had this year, yeah. Um, and you know, with with Jaws, probably just a little bit of out of rhythm kind of thing. And then you're under all this pressure too, because you know it's like he knows what people are thinking, right? Like whether he's watching us right now or not, <laughs> he's right. uh, he he knows what what the what the vibe is. And oh, he got the bag, and now he's hurt, and he's when he is on the field he's not doing much so he's feeling that pressure like you said we've seen over pursuit we've seen him uh you know leaving his quarter and jumping a route you know those kind of things which can be great but can also kill you out there so you know i, I think he hasn't been able to consistently stay on the field you know and that's going to mess anybody's game up and so will the injuries you know go out there and do what you need to do and now do it with the neck and the shoulder and the back You know, so I just, you know, all you can do is really say a prayer for your guy, right? You know, you pray for these guys that are dealing with lots of issues, nagging injuries that, like I said earlier, they're just carrying around with them throughout the year. And, you know, just, you know, hope they can get through it. But, you know, the the great ones do, right? They rise above the adversity. Um you know, are you hurt or are you injured? We, we've had that conversation already. Right. Um, and at so, some point, if you got the pads on and you're active and you're out there and your your numbers call, man, you, you got to go out and execute. And if you're not, you know, regardless of what the, the checkbook says, I think uh, we got to, you know, give ourselves a chance to win. And uh, it goes by putting the best personnel you have on the field uh, when they're available. So I guess time will tell. We'll see how this uh, lineup looks on Sunday. For sure, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know how it is too. I mean, it could,
3: it could go, you know, three quarters of that list on the injury list, which we'll hit on here in just a second. They could be inactive, and we might only have a quarter of them inactive, right? You just never know. Uh, right. Omer in the chat said, "I know I have played it like hockey. You get whacked with them sticks too much." That's, That's what she said. <laughs> go ahead, milo You guess something? No, out there?
4: I'm just saying that is the truth. So I, I was playing. I played short stick uh, most of my life, and then I got, uh, and I went to deep hole. That's what she said. Trying to wear that one out, man. <laughs> and, and so you know well, it's you a six know. foot pole, right? That you basically just get. That's what she said. You keep know, going. Keep going. I don't even know how I can explain it where another <laughs> one's not coming. Clayton wow. is literally Michael Scott at corporate. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I just watched that episode last night too. I'm the king of forwards. I'm the king of forwards. What what's what can I say? Um, basically, yeah, I don't even know how I can how I can explain it. Yeah, you uh, you can hit them with the six foot metal object, um, and you can and you know you don't get in trouble for it really. You'll get a flag here or there, but uh, I'll take that. You get to release anger. That's fine. Yeah. But, no, we'll have to pull up them videos again.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. we got to show those. There's no doubt about that, man. Um, let's see here. So, Paul Brettel tweeted this out on Darnell. said, so let me get mayor's comment off of here. I ain't going to be able to take myself seriously. <laughs> was
4: that was four of them in it. a
3: row? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Paul Brettel said, LaFleur said Monday the hope was to get Savage back this week. He was a full participant at today's practice, guys. I mean, that full participant, he's going to be playing Sunday. He's going to be active, right? There's no doubt. I mean, so uh, it's definitely worth mentioning those those uh, few details there for sure. Um, here's the full injury report. I'm going to try to rattle through it real quick. Let me turn my camera off so I can step up here and see it real real close. Um, so it. if I sound like I'm up in the mock, it's because I am. Okay. Uh, Jair Alexander, shoulder injury limited. Devondre Campbell, neck injury limited. Kenny Clark, shoulder limited. Josiah Aguara hip limited. A.J. Dillon, uh, groin, did not participate. That one's a little bit concerning. Uh, Rudy Ford, bicep, limited. Rashawn Gary, shoulder, limited. Aaron Jones, knee, did not participate. I think we would all agree he's probably not going to be playing this Sunday. Um, Keyshawn Nixon, wrist, he was full participation. Jaden Reed, chest injury, did not participate. The fact that he carried that chest injury into last week, I feel comfortable saying he'll probably be a go. Um, Robert Rochelle, calf injury, um, limited participation. Darnell Savage, calf, full participation. Uh, Eric Stokes, hamstring limited, Dontavian Wicks, knee limited, and then, of course, Devontae Wyatt-Hill, he was a full participation, must have stepped on a Lego or something. Um, when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs side, uh, the one that sticks out to me is Jarek McKinnon. I know you talked about this a little bit, Tim, if I remember correctly. I mean, we talked about how effective he's been in the passing game, right? I think he's got the highest QB rating when targeted. Essentially, they call it receiver rating, but it's the, it's the passer rating when they target that specific uh, player, whether it's a wide receiver tight end or running back. The fact that Jarrett McKinnon is still not participating in practice, I I feel really comfortable saying he's probably not going to play this week. Tim, what do you think? man?
4: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's getting late in the week. You know, you're not seeing participation. That's what it looks like. But, again, we've seen, you know, we've seen late additions and we've seen late scratches too. So, um, but I don't know. It's certainly trending that way. We'll see what uh, tomorrow and Friday looks like. Uh, as we kind of check throughout the week here as this updates um, going into Sunday night. Um, Obviously, uh, once again, we have the longer list on the injury report than our opponent does. And I mean, it looks like everybody else on there is going to play, right? Right. I mean, limited or full participation uh, for uh, Kansas City. so They have like one and a half injured people. I don't even know why they have that list so full.
3: It's like this every week, too. Like, we look at our injury list compared to the other team, and it's like, That's why people get frustrated. Like, should we start looking at the training staff? Now, the gatekeepers will say, how dare you? How dare you even mention that? But
4: I don't know. Caldwell has a great comment here. You know, he says, I assume Dylan and Reed were our uh, precautionary, but that they both play. That could be very true. And that would speak to our training staff, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, hold these guys out. Not today. It is what it is. Hopefully, you see these things progress as we get closer to game day. Um, I don't know. I'm really keeping an eye on Stokes. You know, he's seeing him limited. And then you look at Darnell, Darnell Savage is, you know, full participant. So Savage is going to go probably, yeah. unless he has a setback, knock on wood, hopefully not. He has a setback, or maybe hopefully so, depending on how you feel about Darnell Savage. But, right. um, you know, there's a lot of practice left before Sunday. You know, but I, I'd like to really see what's gonna happen with Stokes because if Jaws out, you know, we need to look at, you know, who who's who's available, you know, because Val and Bal have been playing well. Um, right. but how much how much and how long? You know, these guys are rookies and there's you know a big learning curve in this league and you're grinding towards the end of a season right now. Um, I just feel like we need all hands on deck. And um, you know, when you look at uh guys like AJ Dillon showing up with with a groin uh, and Jaden Reed with a chest issue, it it does it kind of like scares the the heck out of you when you when you look at the value those guys uh, bring to our team. Uh, but seeing them not participate on Wednesday is way less concerning than seeing that say you know Friday, Thursday or Friday. You know, so we'll see how the week goes. Um, hopefully w- the status changes for those guys. You know, as we move forward.
3: Yeah, definitely. Carson in the chat said. LaFleur is 15-0 and in December. I know uh, O'Mare has been pointing this out a lot, too. We should uh, we should just put all of our backups in to rest our starters since December games are auto-wins anyway, right? Um, that's how it works. Yeah, it's, it's, I tell you, man, Matt LaFleur, for all of the criticism that, that everyone has given him for starting slow every year, he seems to uh, hit his stride in November and December. There's no doubt. December – especially, I mean, obviously undefeated 15-0. and That's a heck of a feat. I don't know if I can think of another coach that's come through Green Bay that's actually been able to do that. Uh, Cheesehead Murph in the chat says, uh, nothing much, literally just clocked out and having moved out the parking lot, PTA is on, love it, dude. So evidently Murph uh, getting that work day in. And uh, clocking out, and catching us. We appreciate you swinging through, buddy, for sure. It's a lot, lot bigger crowd than I expected tonight. With us going later than or earlier than we normally do, so really appreciate y'all dropping by. If you would hit that like button for us, help other Packer fans find this content. Uh, Doug in the chat said, "How do you think this team plays in the snow? What do they run, and how do they execute? How does the how does the game go down in snow?" You know, the big thing that people have a misconception of. And I learned this from Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, watching, you know, uh, you know, just uh, documentaries, behind the scenes NFL film stuff on them. When you think of the snow, Emilio, I'll, I'll start with you and we'll go to you, Tim, get your take. Immediately you think, okay, you got to run the ball, gotta run the ball, gotta run the ball. They looked at it totally different. Tom Brady would say, Oh, they'll never rush in this. I remember there's a soundbite from NFL film saying they'll never pass rush in this. He said the S H I T word, right? Um, and that, and also the receivers know what route they're running, right? The DBs don't, so the DBs have to react. So it actually benefits the passing game probably more than the running game. It's just, you know, is there a win? Is that going to be a factor? I don't think they're expecting too much win. It sounds like the chances of snow has dropped. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe Tim can give us an update on that here in a second. But that's kind of how I see it, not based off my personal experience, but just what I've heard other people like Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, other people who played in the snow talked about. Um, Another one, too, uh, Lynn Dickey. There's a, the history of the Green Bay Packers DVD set I always talk about. That, that literally made me a Packer fan. The part where they kind of covered the 80s, they talked about how good Lynn Dickey was and how he had a strong arm. And there was a blizzard game. I think they played the Buccaneers, I believe it was. Steve Young came up and played. Yeah, so this is when Steve Young was still with the Buccaneers before he got traded to San Fran. And it was a blizzard. Blizzard conditions. We need to find that and watch it on YouTube sometime. But – Basically, Lynn Dickey said, they asked him, he said, you know, what do you think? Can you can you?" make it all? I can spin this thing good out here today, talking about throwing in the snow. So I think that's kind of a big misconception there. What do you think, Emilio? Do you think it hinders the, the passing game? Do you think we're going to lean on the run? I think we've talked about before, you know, A.J. Dillon kind of being that four-wheel drive back, right?
4: Right, and I think he's he's got that four-wheel drive, and I'm totally fine with running the ball, but I definitely think we should spin it because, um, like I said, and you just said, uh, they know where they're going. If you want a little insight, go watch that college game that happened last weekend. And you'll see it was a like, nobody even expected it to be that high scoring of a game. And it probably wouldn't have been that high scoring of a game if there wasn't snow on the ground, because everyone was sliding dude ran basically like a bubble screen or like a T swing and did one little hot, like jumped up in the air and did one hop step and froze three defenders and took it like 50 yards to the end zone. So, I mean, it, it just takes one misstep and you're three feet you know, past where you should have been at that point um, in snow. So uh, I, I like that idea. And I think that the speed will still kind of be evident. You know, I think Christian Washington can still dust people. Um, I think he's still going to have that top end speed. And I think that uh, uh, really the biggest thing is, you know, we're always going to go sleeveless for our wide receivers. I guess that that's the rule. <laughs> and then we keep passing that down. So as long as they use their hands, to catch that ball. And as long as it's not too cold, it's all right. Um, I would say it's, it, be more of a problem if it was like slushy snow. Uh, and then that's that's more of a slip and slide kind of issue.
3: Yeah, what do you think, Tim? How do you think this game is going to go down in the snow if it does snow?
4: Um, I, I'm thinking that we just stick to our normal game plan. Like you said, we Jordan Love's got the, the hand ability to keep keep his hand on that ball. And like Emilio just said, cold cold will affect a player more, I believe, than just elements. Oh, yeah. Uh, same thing with wind, you know, and I did check the weather. It's, uh, Sunday is looking like, um, 48% chance of snow. So, you know, 50, 50 chance roughly that we get some snow. Um, but I think it affects the kicking game really not more than anything, but it's going to affect our kicking game a lot. And you got to think with the struggles that Anders has had lately, that if we get in the end zone here and it's slippery and slick out there and, wet and you know maybe we go for two on some of these you <laughs> right. know or maybe been, yeah. that's, maybe that's some of those fourth sport. and shorts we're not we're not sending them out for the kick even right. if it is inside a you know 50 yards or whatever because mm-hmm. there's just too many variables um but I know the the staff's been uh doing a good job over at Lambeau they're they're getting that field ready uh right. keeping it prepped every day uh so they're gonna have the best service they can to play on on Sunday night uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens in the elements. I, I'm a fan of if we have to change our game plan, then we can adjust as we go. But I would rather go out, you know, firing and rather than being intimidated by the the elements. I think we'll be just fine running our offense out there. Yeah, Now you make a great point, too, about the kicker, right? That's, that's one – effect it could have on the game.
3: Now, Carlson's got a big leg. We've all heard about that. We've talked about that. Um, we're trying to find his range down the snow. Obviously, that that decreases significantly, which still blows my mind, thinking of uh, Adam Vinatieri in that game for the Patriots against the Raiders and how he kicked those two field goals with the game on the line, for quarter than overtime in a yeah. blizzard. It's just like, God, it's so remarkable. Probably right. the greatest greatest kicker in the history of the game. man.
4: No, and, oh, and that's exactly to Tim's point. Imagine, you know, what's Keyshawn going to do on a short kickoff? You know, with 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 that sort of you're still swinging through the snow, but it would have to be I feel like it would have to be a buildup of snow to get kind of that sort of thing, unless it's coming down in sheets, because, um, you know, we have the heated field and all that. They're not going to let it turn into just a snow pit unless it's coming down. Yeah, for sure.
3: No doubt about it, man. Uh, Carson here in the chat said, man, it'd be huge to get Stokes back for a playoff push, assuming he's fully healthy. People forget how great he was his rookie year. His rookie year, he was solid. He graded out in the sixties, which we kind of use as that parameter, right? You typically, if a rookie grades out in the sixties, according to PFF, it's a pretty good indicator. They're going to be a good pro, right? Uh, Took a step back his second year, but got injured fairly early. So, I mean, it it wasn't a quote unquote, small sample size, but uh, you didn't really get to see him put together a, a full sophomore campaign, so it would be cool to see him come back and be be a game changer, man. That, especially when you use a first round pick on somebody like that, you obviously want them to pan out. Uh, Andy Monday in the chat said, "Would be nice to see some end arounds and quarterback runs against an aggressive Spagnola defense." I completely agree. Uh, I like the end around personally out of uh, from under center. That's my favorite. Yeah, um, I think when you're in shotgun and the motion happens, um, I don't know. It just to me, it feels like they're not so much worried about you running downhill with a running back you know, out of the gun. But when they're really focused on that, like, okay, this big, you know, 240 pound battering ram is going to get ahead of steam before I have to hit him here in these cold elements. You're thinking of that. And now here comes the jet sweep, the F motion, whatever, right. Uh, That's something I think that plays a role into it. So I think you got a good point there, Andy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, as far as the the quarterback runs, if you're referring to the read option, I'm cool with trying it. You got to test those waters though, right? You got to give it to the back a couple of times to see, all right, is that guy is that guy strafing? Is he standing up? Is he holding his ground on the edge to give it to the back? How are they going to approach that? And I'm sure there's some of that on film at some point or another. But
4: right. And Clayton, would you want to see more of like like a legit end around where, you know, there's probably a, a fake dive to the back and then, you know, a receiver looping back, or would you like to see more of a jet sweep, you know, kind of against that KC?
3: Yeah, for me, uh, it, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs when you're talking about the difference between the two. You know, um, they both serve a purpose. The goal is to watch tape, watch that last four game saturation, and go, okay, when other teams have used jet motion, when they when they've used end arounds, when they've used all these this trickery against this defense, what are the backers doing? Because the goal is to get the backers displaced and give to the running back, right? Mm-hmm. But if the backers stay at home, give it to the uh, the end around or the jet. Now. You don't you don't read that on the fly, obviously, but you're studying the tape. That decision is predetermined before the snap, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a read option where you're just going to decide on the fly. Right. But uh, it all comes down to what how Kansas City's approached that, right? So, uh, um, yeah, for me, it's 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 more about let's see if we can get those linebackers displaced to touch, right? Um, I'm eager to see, man. As much as this is a test for the defense, obviously, because Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and now Rasheed Rice, who's who's having a great year, great night in the '80s on PFF. Um, and you heard Baldy talking about him, as much as they can put up points on the offensive side of the ball, that's a top three defense, too. We get to see what this uh, this offense is made of here in Green mm-hmm. Bay this week. It's going to be a great test there. So I think that would be a good segue into this video we're going to play. This is from Packers Daily. Packers Daily. And really, it's just talking about playing at Lambeau and the Chiefs coming into town. It's about two minutes long. It's got Wayne Larravee, uh talking on here, which you guys know is just an absolute national gem. Hillman, Larry, McCarron are just, they're unbelievable. We are so blessed, me and Tim have talked about it at nauseum. So blessed to have those two guys as the radio broadcast team for the Green Bay Packers. You can find this video for free on Packers.com, on their YouTube channel, and on Twitter, uh, make sure you go give it a like, share it, all that good stuff. Let's show support for them. But here is the uh, little mini preview for the Packers Chiefs.
2: I love playing night games in Lambeau. I feel like I'm in high school again, just making plays, especially when it's cold. I feel like I'm running faster than everybody else.
0: Keyshawn Nixon is off to the races. It's Secretariat of the Belmont. Down the stretch they come. No one will catch him. It is a touchdown. It is a 104-yard touchdown for Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon is your league leader in kick return yards, and it isn't even close. He's more than 200 yards ahead of the competition, and his 27-yard average is a full five yards ahead of the runner-up. Here comes Nixon, cutting left through the hash marks. Nixon out of speed, breaks tackle, accelerates to the 50. That's the way to start a half. And come Sunday night in Lambeau Field, the Packers will need every advantage they can get against the defending world champion Chiefs and their two-time MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Since becoming the chief starter in 2018, Mahomes leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns, tossing more than 200 scores during his tenure. And his top target, Travis Kelsey, is a big reason why. The four-time All-Pro has accounted for about 25% of those touchdown throws, 46 to be exact, but there's a new guy on the scene in second-round receiver Rasheed Rice. Number four is coming off his first career 100-yard game and has quickly cemented himself as one of a home's most trusted targets. Meanwhile, for the Packers' top 10 scoring defense, Sunday night's clash will be a prime opportunity. They're the defending champ. so we're, we're kind of going to be chomping at the bit to see where we are, so it should be an exciting one. They're the top dog in, in the league right now. Excited for them to come to Lambeau and, uh, you know, us play our style of ball and, and get a duck.
3: Yo, good stuff. Did you guys hear what Wayne Larrabee said? He said a top ten scoring
4: defense. Did you hear that, Tim? Oh, what are the Barry haters going to say now? Oh my God. Oh, they're they're – I'm telling you right now, man. Oh, I already know. I saw what you, you were dealing with earlier in, in the there, there are so many Packer
3: fans that are hoping and praying that Kansas City just drops a fifty burger on Joe Barry. And it's sad. It's right. Those
4: aren't Look, Packer fans. I they, they can call themselves that, but that that's not I'm sorry. I right. will I will speak up on that. That's not how you fan, man. You don't no. you don't you don't wish ill on your own team.
3: No, and you could just tell it's they're they're more interested in being right than their team being good. It just I don't understand the, and and I've been on the record over and over and over saying, look, I'm not a huge Joe Barry fan. I've been stamped with it because I'm pointing out, hey guys, you've heard me. I've said it all year long. Now you've got people like Brian Bulaga stepping up and saying you've got all these other uh, podcast hosts that are stepping up and saying, not that they're copying off me. They're not copying anything off of me. This show is like this compared to the other great podcasters that we have across, across Packers fandom. Um, it's just all of a sudden people are looking up going, I'll be damn, this is a pretty good defense. Yeah. We've been saying it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's blinded by the drunken rage of people <laughs> screaming. This is Joe Barry's fault. And of course the, but what Tim's referring to, I put a tweet out earlier of a cat smacking another cat on the head, and this cat I put Packer fans, and the other cat I put uh, Joe Barry in the top ten defense we begged for, <laughs> right? And he's this cat's just wearing him out. Like you're the problem, you're the problem. I'm going, jeezal Pete, without Jair Alexander, without Rudy Ford, without Rashawn Gary early in the year, right? Mm-hmm. Without without Quay Walker for a significant amount of time, without Devondre Campbell for a significant amount of time, he just goes out there puts a seventh rounder on the boundary and goes, hey, go cover their number one. Oh, yep, yeah, look, we got it done. I'm just afraid that if Jair comes back, Savage comes back, those two guys are overly aggressive like we've seen all over the tape last year, and they don't play schematically sound, and they get they want to bot on that underneath, and all of a sudden the defense goes back to being inconsistent with, with the uh, – the tackling's been inconsistent the entire time, but with the coverage, that's the part that kind of worries me. So uh, mm-hmm.
4: it's going to be interesting, though. Anything stick out to you there, Tim, with that video, man? Um, you know, I it's the way Keyshawn runs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and he's gonna he's gonna do great even in the elements. You know, he keeps his his hips low. He's so good in stride, weaving in traffic. Um, I just love watching him run with a football. It's almost it is, it's almost a shame sometimes that he's he's a defender, you know. Like I, I can't believe I'm saying that. But it's like you gotta wonder, you know, he could probably be pretty explosive on offense, you know, in a different world. But, um, you know, certainly running uh, running that ball back for our special teams, whether it's punts or kicks, it's just clutch. Or him after a pick on defense, you know, for a return. So, um, yeah, man, Keyshawn Nixon is is a dude. And uh, starting to prove himself, you know, week by week in the slot, Um, you know, see him make a few plays. The PFF grade isn't there yet. Um, but you know, the more he plays, hopefully, you know, the more he improves and, uh, we'll see how long he sticks around. You know, we, we haven't talked much about him beyond this season. You know, I mean, be, I believe he's, he's on a one-year deal. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. You got my Keyshawn, right? Yeah. Keyshawn.
3: And the way they did it with Keyshawn too, it was something like a $6 million deal, I believe. And they spread it out over four avoidable years. So wow, he's, he's against the cap this year, kind of a minimum rate. Mm-hmm. But over the next four years, it's like 1.3 million or maybe 700k, whatever it is, it's spread out over some voidable years. So that's how they fit him onto the roster, and, right. and he's still leading the league in kick returns, right, um, uh, right Emilio? I mean, it's yep. that he's still effective, there's no doubt. So,
4: so if you're reading through Tim's tea leaves, there, what he's saying is he wants Keyshawn Nixon as our backup running back, and he that's wants right. Keyshawn, <laughs> and he wants Keyshawn to get the ball all the time on offense. <laughs> 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 but no, honestly, um you I mean you really could see something like that. Matt could be like, hey, you know, who else do we have left? AJ, you know, who is you know Wilson not back? Hey, Keyshawn, it's game time, man. We we've already done it before. How long ago was that when we ran the reverse with him? I forgot what game it happened in. It
3: was like week two or three, I believe. Oh, it's
4: outside the four-game saturation. You think Matt comes back Ooh, and just doesn't right. be, be quiet. Good. La 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 la. Yeah, don't, yeah, sorry, don't, sorry. sorry.
0: Yeah. don't
4: put that out there. <laughs>
0: wrong with you Uh, man we want him to
4: be caught off guard that's a brilliant idea jordan loves been trying to mask this all day don't
0: listen too much taylor swift
3: (laughs) (laughs) go ahead Emilio. be professional uh, what is your problem Emilio? be professional
4: yeah i'm sorry uh yeah no defense i love that we're uh scoring uh defense there and uh i did like you said i hope that continues if john savage comes back and they're not um you know they better be playing that schematically sound defense or else it's gonna could cost us yeah,
3: definitely. Carson in the chat said, listen, I'm not a Joe Barry fan, but I will never root against our defense. That's crazy to me. It's wild out right. there in them, in them uh, Twitter screeds, my friend. Right. They're and then,
4: then, then it's like they're saying they're not rooting against the team. There's only three phases. You're rooting against one of them. I mean, that's right. that's a third of the team that you just don't care for. Then you probably don't like the special teams if you're a Joe, if you hate Joe Barry. Yeah.
3: And listen. We're due for a bad game on defense. My yeah. whole stance is if he come out and they lay an egg against the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions led by Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, please don't go jump off the ledge screaming fire Joe Berry again. Like that right. th- this you're due. You're you're kind of hitting that peak right now, right? And the league is so cyclical. It's why one year defenses are great, the next year they take a step back because offenses catch on. You got a year of tape on them, they know how to attack them now um that that happens in four game spurts as well or what we used to say breaking down the season into quarters before they added in this this odd game but um yeah it's just something I just I don't get it man um omar in the chat says Jair lets his ego get away uh he does that I think there is a little bit of that but you know without us being in his head O'Mare we can't say that for sure right um so uh I just think he he trusts himself he trusts his ability he He feels, you know, like, okay, I've earned the right to jump these routes and know what I'm seeing on tape and know what I'm seeing in front of me. And it just came back to bottom a couple times, you know, especially last year when Terry McLaurin absolutely torched him in that Washington game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, let's see here as we get ready to wrap up. with at the 52-minute mark. Said Murph says, I think Love still has the benefit of the doubt that they don't believe he will keep it and run on that RPR. I agree with that, Murph. I don't think anybody's going into the game going, watch watch him. He can burn us because he loves to sit in that pocket and throw the ball, right? He's not really stamped as a scrambler right now. Um, break, it, break it out again, man. Break out that RPR. Run a little read option.
4: I'd be totally cool with it. We've this. seen it's a lot stuff. of those open too, right? you know, even when when he is handing it off, you would have kept that he'd have been gone. Right. And it's like, I I feel you, Marv. I think it might be time to pull that out. And, you know, even like Emilio said, let's go back, um, you know, beyond the four, four game saturation and look at what we did well. Right, buddy. You know, I'm not saying which games. Yeah. Right. You know, we're not going to say what, uh, what, what games are at all, but um, you know, certainly we have the ability to, to do things like that and and find success and you have to get crafty if the if the weather's going to be uh a factor at all right mm-hmm. like it, it's either going to affect us or it's not right let's right. be honest and yeah. if it is affecting us then then what do you do to adjust but uh yeah man i think that'll be exciting to see uh cj money do a little bit with his legs too mm-hmm. and to your point tim that's i mean we've said it before they need to be able to go back into their bank and say hey when we need something, what what was that one play that we did against the Saints? What was that one play we did against the Bears? They need those things. We've been building it throughout the year. Um, but you know, a couple of losses, maybe we have one or two in there that they can pull from. Yeah. But uh, I mean it's it's good that they're that they're getting to this point and that they're they're growing and having these this ability. And especially like you said, in a bad weather game, that could that could come in handy. They could draw right up in the snow and just say, This is what we're running, kick the dirt kick it and go.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, yep. definitely, definitely. Uh, let's see here. Carson in the chat says, "As football nerdy as it sounds, you're in the right place. You want to nerd out on football, my friend. I'm super excited to watch this old line against the Chiefs' D line. Yeah, I want to see how they handle Chris Jones. If uh, if we come out this weekend, we come out of this game somehow, some way. And Sean Ryan did get a significant amount of snaps, right? And and here's what's crazy: Brian Bulaga on Wildy and Taush earlier today. Was I mean, he was adamant about it, saying Sean Ryan's the guy to go to. He said he just – obviously they're not playing him because of the inconsistency he's showing in practice, right? And he said, and I could go ask Coach Buck, because, hey, why aren't you starting him? He said, but I like to try to figure things out on my own and not really bother the coaching staff asking those type of questions. Obviously he's got an in, inside into the building constantly. Um, but he's talking about Sean Ryan being able to handle the hands game, right? when it comes to playing offensive line and, and pass blocking. And he's just like, to me, he looks better or at least equivalent to John Runyon Jr. Why not put him in there and see if it gets better, right? So I'm eager to see whoever is in at right guard, if they do put Chris Jones, like we said, at that four-eye tech and try to sing him up on that right guard, how are they going to handle it? If you were to ask me, which one would you want blocking Chris Jones at right guard? Sean Ryan, or John Runyon Jr., my personal opinion, based off of a huge sample size, not recently, he's been cheeks here, here recently, right? But off of the the distant past, you know, John Runyon's been one of the better pass-blocking guards in the game, you know, going back to last year. Now, this year, something, something has happened, man. Something's happened, and his game's dropped off, so... Like I said, if it's, it's kind of like the other thing, too. You know, uh, starting Savage and some of these guys, if they struggle early, don't be afraid to go back, right? So, if you go out there with John Runyon and he struggles in the first couple of series, hey, try Sean Ryan at it. They're kind of doing that at left tackle, too, which is wild. Yeah. Bulaga hit on that as well. And he kind of talked about how, you know, it's it's crazy because they'll play Rasheed Walker, and if he's in there as a starter and plays the whole game, he plays bad. And the second they put the backup in, the backup will play better. And Yash, right? And then the second that Yash is kind of becoming the consistent starter, his play declines. They put the backup in, which at this time would be Rasheed Walker. Bang. Now all of a sudden he's playing great again. It's like if you split the amount of snaps they get, it's almost like they're raising each other's level. But I don't know, Tim, does that trigger anything with you, man? There with the offensive line talk.
4: Yeah. Like what you just said there, that sounds like a good strategy to develop guys, right? You know, you kind of pick each other up as, as you go throughout a year and then, you know, Eventually, you find your guy, right? You find you find who your who your consistent performer is, you know. So I agree with that approach. Um, I'm I would love to see Sean Ryan get more more snaps. I really do. And you know what? This might be the game. I feel like I've said that for like three weeks now, but this might be the game, you know, because if if, if Jrj is getting his lunch handed to him, I gotta I gotta think we're gonna be impatient enough seeing that and uh, make a change and you know, we'll see the, the the great ones respond. You know, if Sean Ryan is, you know, elite level talent waiting to happen, then we're going to see flashes of that when he's thrown into the fire and uh, nothing like having to deal with Chris Jones, right? So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited too. That's, uh, you know, it's a great point, Carson, because, you know, there's there's no reason to feel nerdy at all because you're in good company. We're all thinking the same thing over here. Uh, Can't wait to see some of these matchups. Really, it's not just the right side. It's just how is our line going to perform against this uh, Super Bowl caliber uh, defense that we are facing on Sunday? So, you know, it'll be a a great game to watch. Sunday night football under the lights, baby. Hopefully we get some of that snow.
3: Milio, you won't have to sit on a hard stool, will you, to watch that? No, that's
4: exciting. I I got the couch. I'll be able to kick the feet up. I'm still laugh. so mad
3: I deleted that quote, bro. That was so, that was, that it was a money quote. Yes. Anyway, Paul Brell, <laughs> Paul Brell here with an article. He tweeted out, he says, Sean Ryan is continuing to earn himself opportunities on Sundays, but from the sounds of it, the rotation taking place at right guard is going to continue. Quote, he's really been studying, studying mentally and physically. He's been doing a good job. More from Coach Buck is here. Make sure you guys go check out. That article that is over at PackersWire.USA Today. Paul Bretto is the best at what he does, and he should be on the show tomorrow. I got to reach out to him, make sure he doesn't have anything planned with the family, but hopefully, we'll have him on for a few minutes tomorrow night, so he can set us straight and give us a little bit of credibility, instead of us in here just playing the playing the nonsense and and all the silly stuff that we always do. Man, I know we've we've been accused of that at times.
0: Much I don't listen too much to Taylor Swift. Um,
4: so uh parting How many days since our last nonsense Clayton God, <laughs> it's two it's, yeah, seconds, days. 30 seconds yeah wipe off the whiteboard each day we try to get yeah. past one yeah. we gotta get yeah, that dude. that Jim and Dwight uh um when dwight took over as a manager remember that yes they were like <laughs> teamed up he was his his, his assistant mm-hmm. to the assistant assistant too
3: assistant to. <laughs> Such a good show, man. If you guys have never watched The Office, I don't know you. I guess you've been living under a rock, but man, it's such a such a good show, dude. So good. Let's see here. Sushi Bagel in the chat says win or lose. I hope the pack at least keeps it close to show the world we deserve the respect and to be in the playoff picture. I think that is a very, very fair assessment, mm-hmm. uh, Sushi Bagel. That's kind of how I'm looking at it too. And you and you got kind of two different spectrums, right? You got you got some fans like I was saying; they're just hoping Joe Barry's defense falls flat on his face, so they can go, "Ha ha! I told you guys, he's a bad DC." And you got others that are like, "We're Super Bowl bound." Probably somewhere in the middle, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It all comes down to can you get hot though? Uh, they're going in the playoffs, but as we get ready to wrap up, Emilio, what you got, man? Party thoughts, buddy? Anything on your mind?
4: I'm actually a little excited that it is a Sunday night game. Cause you know, especially it being at home, they'll do like a little lead up too. I'm kind of excited to see what they got planned out for the, uh, you know, the hour clips ahead of the game. Um, see, see what they do, a little deep dive in. Maybe it's a J love deep dive, who knows, but yeah. um, you know, it'll, it'll be cool. Uh, if we get the weather we we want, Hey, that's fine. If it's cold, Hey, that's fine too. We'll take that. Um, you know, they, they play in it, but you know, this team is getting there. And I think that uh, if we could just support them, I know we do, but if we could just have Packers fans support them uh, and, and all three phases, I think that, uh, you know, cause they hear they they know what's going on. They know what, they know what, what whispers are going on on Twitter and all that. So it's not like, you know, they they know that we haven't been or that people have been on them about their performance. So the fact that they've been showing up and showing out, we just need to keep it going. And if we do lose to Kf, to oh, I almost called them KFC. <laughs> if we do if we do lose to Kansas City, uh, then uh, I, I really don't care. It's still an AFC opponent and we, we can still go five and one in the last six. And I said, if we can go four and two, we'll be all right. Um, so yeah. I'm good with it. We they do. are KFC, right, Clayton? They' about to be some Kentucky Fried Chiefs coming right. up here.
3: Hey, there it is. I like that, right? Um, so, you are you guys big KFC guys?
4: Uh, no, not not. Their really. biscuits are. I mean, least. yeah, I love I love KFC, especially uh, especially the biscuits. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're both they're in the bowls. Tim,
0: <laughs> You call me anything you want, but you don't call me either.
4: Millions and I like biscuits, dude. The biscuits and are biscuits. fire. I'll be honest, yeah, they are. Evidently, yeah, no, KFC balls are awesome. My wife actually makes a homemade version of the the KFC ball, which oh. is fire. So, yeah, no, it's cool. A little KFC once in a while is good, right? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Why Evidently, are you gonna? Are you something different, Clayton? Are you gonna?
3: Well, no, no, I mean. I, I think all fast food chicken tastes the same, to be honest with you. Y'all want some real Kentucky fried chicken. Let me take you home. Let, yeah. let me get Mandy down here in the kitchen to cook y'all some, some of Nanny's fried chicken. Her great aunt kind of helped raise her. Bro, Nanny, first time I met her, man, we went up to a little place called Collier's Creek, Kentucky. And it is, it's a holler. It's just a holler, right? She's like, I want you to meet my nan. I'm going, who the hell's nan? Like, I'm, Is it your grandma who ended up being her great aunt that pretty much helped raise her? We go in there. And she fried us up some chicken, some homemade fried chicken, bro. And we have fried apples and we have fried everything. We had homemade biscuits. We had, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, I, I sat down and had a conversation with her, I fell in love with her, dude. She's just the most amazing person. She passed away, obviously, a few years ago, but, uh, that's some fried chicken. I go to KFC. I'm like, this is fast food. Y'all ain't mm-hmm. had Nanny's fried. I tell the lady in the drive-thru, I'm like, Hey, I want two of them wraps, but this
4: ain't fried chicken. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You need to know this. now. But but the like I got a buddy who's from New Orleans and uh, he always said Popeye's is not Louisiana food. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So um, That's the other thing too. Like what, well, what I was going to mention, they've got something called a double down. Right. And I've never had one, but, this local establishment here, local franchise in town here in uh, in uh, out in Gray, Tennessee, they said they should have it around somewhere between March and May. It is a deep fried chicken breast, boneless chicken breast, with bacon and cheese, and then mm-hmm. another, then another deep fried chicken breast. So the chicken breast is the bread of the sandwich, and it's filled with bacon and cheese. I could feel my arteries clogging up. I'm like, oh boy, y'all y'all need to call me when you start
4: making that thing again. Put me on speed dial. Sounds but, like a decent lunch right there.
3: No, it does not.
4: You're a growing boy. Yeah, you can, eat, you can still eat yeah, that. You can be
3: in that. port y- all day on the channel. <laughs> yeah. Are
4: right? you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this
3: is off the rails. Let's get out of here. Tim, what you got? Parting thoughts, buddy? Oh, man. You know, I'm just uh,
4: excited. Sunday night football. Shout out to my buddy, Tony. He's going to be at the game. They got tickets. He's going with a couple of Swifties, but uh he'll still have a blast. <laughs> and um, you know don't listen too much Taylor Swift. <laughs> I tell you what, man, we get this dub. Um, it's gonna be great. If anything, I'm I'm hoping our guys keep their their heads uh, uh you know squared on straight if we if we beat the the Kansas City Chiefs here on Sunday night football and we don't get too cocky uh going into our next matchup. But um I think it's gonna happen. We're gonna get a dub. You know, I said that before uh, the Lions game, and I'm saying it right now, you know, just win, baby. We're going to keep doing it. These guys are playing their best football right now. We got guys coming back from injury. You know, there's a lot to be excited about. We we are, you know, we went from saying, hey, we're not we're not out of it yet to, you know, my belief is we are right in it. You know, and and I said this going into the the season, you know, the NFC was going to be wide open, except for a few few of those teams that we knew. You know, they are who we thought they are. You know, we know those guys, you know, and we we see uh Philly and we see uh San Francisco, we see these teams, right? Bears there's Green Bay who we
3: thought they were.
4: <laughs> there's More Green Bay right there in the hunt, right? We're in the hunt. We're mm-hmm. about to be we're about to be in the show, boys. I, I believe it's gonna happen. So uh, you know, I will be eternally optimistic when it comes to my Packers, you know. So uh go pack go beat the Chiefs, take care of home, protect twelve sixty-five. Good morning, Lambo. Tomorrow, hit the like button. Emilio, you're the man. Clayton, you're the man. That's all I got.
3: I know this. If Taylor Swift doesn't show up to the game, this is gonna be our response. I'm here to tell you right now we don't care. Let me tell <laughs> right, let me tell you, we don't care. We don't care. All right, we're out of here. Emilio, thank you for hopping on, man. This is a pleasant surprise, yeah, bro. You've been no able to jump on with us for sure. And uh Tim, as always, appreciate you, buddy. Everybody in the chat, thank you guys so much for making the show. You guys are awesome. I want to give a special thanks to Josh Martin for the super chat, buddy. Really appreciate you supporting the stream. Always in here. Uh, We just got a crowd that's just uh – you guys are so loyal and we can't thank you enough. So, that being said, the plan is to go live tomorrow morning for Good Morning Lambo should be normal time, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. I'll let you guys know if something changes, that should be the plan though. Um I know this, man. Like you said, if we do somehow some way come away with a dub against the defending Super Bowl champions at Lambo Field Sunday night, that post-game show, it's going to be fun regardless, but if we get a dub, it's going to be a party, boys. I'm mm-hmm. just uh, it's going to be awesome. So, we're what out of Tuesday, here Monday morning. Oh yeah, dude. No doubt. <laughs> Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We'll see you in the morning, as always. Let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go back.
2: The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Come to tackle. You take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, he down the first man inside. Pull back and come in. Take the first man outside. Young right. man, No one goes. Right by this and feel this side. the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we'll be trying to get him a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.